Welcome back to A Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And this is our marvelous review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Dude. 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 Spoilers. We just saw it Thursday night prior to the national opening. All I can say is, hell yeah. Oh, yes. This movie did right on so many levels. I'm not going to I'm not going to disagree at all. And I was actually I walked in worried because there were so many leaked information, technically spoilers out there. And like my brother knows, I know people that were dropping that leaked information months before even the trailers were even coming out. And I was so worried that's going to take away everybody out there. It doesn't matter. It's so the thing is, is Andrew Garfield, that, that photo leak of him and him denying it and then saying that it was a fake photo and then people trying to counteract that. Oh, yeah. And then it said, is it, it is indeed fake, but it actually wasn't. I was like, holy crap, because there's YouTube that went to debunk his statement and there was like, yeah, it is a fake. But this is the third collaboration with Tom Holland and the director, John Watts. And I agree with you. I was nervous because on our last review of Far From Home, it was on the same level as Homecoming. True. My expectations was not as what I experienced. This was their end game. Yeah. And I heard that this reference. This was their end game. This was this the Spider-Man end game. Yes. And you know what? I honestly think it hit better than Endgame on so it, many levels. It, We're going to build up to it. One thing I want to talk about uh, before we go into the movie, how was your theater experience? Because we both went oh to, we obviously went to the theaters. God. And mine, I had to drive and park into the supermarket next to the theater because it was oh, completely wow. filled. And almost okay. every showing was sold out. And when I got in there, I got lucky and found a seat right where I wanted it in the first place. And I got lucky with my audience. They were oh. on the scenes that you needed to uh, get hyped for. They were hyped. They were screaming, right. clapping, and they were crying. I got hyped with the movie even more because I had the appropriate audience. What about you? Oh, with me, I just went to the top floor for parking, got our seats, got our snacks, sat pretty much perfect because we sat behind that um, the handicap bars yep. for access. Same here. So we sat right there, hardly anyone in front. Theater was packed, got the tickets last week, and exactly right. They were all on, on board. There was actually sometimes where I started the energy. I did clapping. too. I don't ever do that. And I was like, yes. I know. And people I were like, started, oh. Yeah, I started clapping and other people clapping. I go, oh yeah. And they were like, oh yeah. It's like, so it was like, we're just feeding off each other's energies. And it was, it was great. Kim, on the other hand, she was a little peeved. And I can understand this because every time she goes, she either gets constantly kicked from someone behind her or people who are sitting next to her. And same with me too, that, the one I talk. But, That's the one negative uh, about being in yeah. a theater and you're getting packed. I got that a couple times. It was packed. So like if people need to go and uh, everybody, if you haven't seen the movie yet, watch it. But be warned, it is a solid two and a half hours long. And that's not including the trailers. Let's get into it. So No Way Home takes place immediately after the end of Far From Home. Yes, the end credits scene. Where J. Jonah Jameson comes out and exposes, well, not him, but Mysterio. Yes, exposes Peter Parker. Is also catapult for DailyBugle.net. 
because as we saw, he was in a basement pretty much with a green screen. Like what, like what we do, but he's just recording the news. Right. But that blew him up because next time we see him, he's in a full blown news studio that again, that catapulted his career. It does fan service, but right. We'll say that. It addresses the demographic of my age. I can say it also addresses your demographic because you and I are 12 years apart. And so that that gap fills there. And then he had the new generation. I don't know where to start or where to- Let's start from the beginning. Let's do that. we just did that. No, no, no. Past the J. Jonah because everybody uh, remembers that. Uh, Let's put it this way. If all you have is the trailer and that you've seen from Spider-Man No Way Home, the entirety of the trailer from Spider-Man No Way Home, except for one scene, is all of the first 30 minutes of what we see in the movie. I guess. I mean, remember, I only saw the first- ever trailer put out exactly refused to watch anything else anything i did see was from either social media sharing clips or that that photo leak well we'll say it like this so so jay jonah outs uh, spider-man with the help of uh, mysterio spider-man has to deal relatively quickly about the immediate popularity and immediate harassment that comes with his identity being revealed which is hilarious it's a hilarious moment but then you see uh him being dragged into the public uh bureaucracy system of damage control and then we get our first cameo appearance of the movie i don't know about you but people were lit in my theater when they saw Matt Murdock. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> you forgot. I was oh looking at you in your eyes, and you forgot. <laughs> I did forget because it's like there's so much. There, there was talk about it, and besides that, before we get there, while him and MJ are trying to escape the crowd, try to find a hiding spot, going through Times Square and all that stuff, you see also billboard signs of Rogers the Musical, and where are we seeing that now in the Hawkeye series? So we're seeing now how parallel or the time frame this is all happening. This I want to say this is before Hawkeye. It's relatively close. Yeah, you see the there's billboards all over. So that tie-in, not to spoil it from the Hawkeye, but we also see another character from the Daredevil series. Yes. So does that mean will we see Matt Murdock? daredevil in the show will he be in the echo spinoff oh i i can't tell you this i have heard he will be in she hulk it was awesome the way that he stops the brick (laughs) just straight up catches it his only defense is i'm a very good lawyer and it was just (laughs) and that was just perfect that also tells us the netflix series is part of the mcu that's a little bit debatable because feige said no he said it's not no, because no, because the multiverse has not happened yet in that time frame. Well, I mean, he could technically be an alternate reality version of Daredevil. No, sorry, not gonna. No, I refuse. If you're gonna have, <laughs> no, if you're gonna have him be there and then have the, the big guy and Hawkeye, no, I'm sorry. If I don't, no, they're part of it. So I refuse to say that's not part of it when you have exactly two characters from the Netflix series and show up. So I'm um, sorry. I, I don't know. I'm willing to concede for now until they give us something otherwise. I mean, if he was Matt Murdock who had sight, then I'll say, okay, you're right. Even though it was a cameo, it was a beautiful thing to see. Yes. I mean, you know, that's what we wanted and that's what we got. And it was like, yeah, people could say, oh, it was fan service and rightly so. 
it, but it was like the perfect amount. Okay, what else did I forget? Because apparently I forgot about that guy. Basically, just like in the trailer, he comes to a point where he realizes he's like, this whole outing of me being Spider-Man pretty much is screwing up the futures and the lives of his family and friends. And he wants it to go back to where no one remembered, who, no one knows who Peter Parker is as Spider-Man. He comes up with a genius idea by looking at a Halloween decoration magic. He goes to Doctor Strange, who we come to find out is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. I, I thought it was genius. It did not dawn on me to think of that until they mention it, which also could lead into why Wong was so involved in Shang-Chi with Abomination and Shang-Chi because technically he's Sorcerer Supreme now. He's going to be more involved with everybody else. But did you also notice that they were doing portals without doing the gesture? Yeah. Like like they, they were, like they yeah. up their skill level and they don't like need to Ned, do all that. Ned was doing it. He had to do the, he did the hand in the, mm -hmm. in the circle wave, but Wong and Strange didn't have to do that. And I remember when they were doing it in Doctor Strange, the original one, that's what like one of the first things they learn as a basic learner trick is like they give them the ring and they teach them how to do the thing so i feel like that's like your first step into learning how to do magic let's just go to the, the meat of it after peter goes to see strange and he botches up the spell in a hilarious happy. way but if you notice like it goes back also to far from home where he the chaos that ensues is from what he created Correct. And Strange says home. it. He's like, you're living two lives. And until you sort your stuff out, it's just going to make things worse. And that's what that was what Far From Home was, really. He he, he went on vacation. He didn't want to be Spider-Man while there. And Spider-Man followed him, in essence. Right. What I mean is, though, but he gave the glasses that was entrusted to him to someone else. True. And by doing that, all the chaos ensued. Here, he's trying to do the right thing, but he's being a little selfish too because he doesn't want, he wants certain people to remember while everyone else doesn't remember. Like where Far From Home was like more about accepting your status or accepting the role where he didn't want to, but he ended up doing it. Here was like being selfless. Yes. Because he was being more about him, worrying about him, the relationship with MJ, the, his his longtime friendship with Ned, his aunt knowing who, she, who he is, and he, he got selfish. And then he goes through all that, all that journey, all that trouble, drama, heartache, violence to be selfless. A sacrifice. When that botches up, it created a ripple of the multiverse where certain characters got sucked in. And we saw that with the first intro of Doc Ock. And might I add, they simplified the reason why these guys get sucked in. By messing up the spell, which was supposed to cause people to forget who Peter Parker is, it kind of inverted the spell. It flipped the spell. The way they explain it is the spell works on a way of like it touches reality and untouches reality. It like rides that border because they broke that. That's where it, it kind of gives them a reason why it leaks into the multiverse and mm -hmm. it starts pulling in the people who actually know who Peter Parker is. The, that's the thread that connects it. So it's simplified in such a great way. I love simple explanations that mm -hmm. aren't too dumb. Here it's just like right. one line, we're sold. I don't need you to keep feeding it to me. But when uh, they get that first introduction of Doc Ock, even though you see it in the trailer, so nice. The fight between them. It was great. The fight was there was amazing. And I like that I saw some comparison to Amazing Spider-Man. 
the fight on the bridge with he had on the lizard and the and the car going over the bridge and he stops it to save the kid or here he stops it to save Dean or the person mm-hmm. from MIT. And then he gets caught and he's about to get stabbed, but the suit saved him. And then the nanotechnology took over. It's, it's, it's like now pairing with new device. And right. I heard the that and, I, and I'm like, like what? Bluetooth. I got confused, but I was like, oh, it's like a Bluetooth. And then the Dean gets out the car. She's like, I see you. I mean, the crowd went, I won't say went wild, but they did went go wild when the Green Goblin yeah, people were excited for Doc Ock, but when that when Green Goblin that laugh came in and then he dropped the bomb, my theater lit up too. With the Green Goblin, I was hoping. I'm glad who we got. Yeah, I'm you were so hoping for we uh, Harry Osborn, weren't you? We didn't get him, which is fine. Who we got was awesome. William Defoe. I questioned the the reverse aging when I saw him oh, in they, the trailer. They got so much better with it. They got so for much both of them. That. Yes. And I was like, you know, I'll give them benefit. They're pretty good with their reverse. But when I saw them, I'm like, no, spot on, spot in and his facial. When we saw him in the alley, and he starts to have that conversation with mm-hmm. Green Goblin and Norman Osborn, I was kind of hoping to see that instant transition, what we saw in the Sam Raimi Spider Man, where he's talking to himself and having that conversation. He's switching. I was hoping to see that, but we didn't, which is fine. Because it kind of yeah, pays was, out that they didn't later. The thing was like he was having a conversation with himself and arguing and, and respect, almost like with Lord of the Rings with Gollum. Yeah, but they were using a mirror to simulate that. But in here, they used the Goblin mask as a way right. to work around that. And we see him in um, with Aunt May in a green jacket and a purple shirt inside, still having that green goblin. It was like, I guess he, he, was he always kept the armor on. It was just underneath the clothes. No, I know, but the trench coat was green. The sweatshirt was purple, but it was kind of like still telling us that he's not gone. He was kind of like pulling the strings. True. Now, when they first introduced the Green Goblin, before the Aunt May part that we're talking about right now, we were about to go, oh, they're about to have a, like a really big fight with Green Goblin right now. And I was getting hyped for that. And they just take him away real quick because of Doctor Strange. And we're in the back in the, in the, like, the wizard dungeon, as they like to call it. Mm-hmm. And... Tell me that the first thought in your mind when you saw that thing moving in the background that you did not go, oh my God, is that Venom? Because all you see is the figure of the yeah, shadow. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, yeah. is that Venom already? Is that Venom? And right. then I see the lizard. I'm like, oh, I'm still hyped, but oh. I did like that. But one of the things I did like a lot was, again, William Dafoe, when he's in the chamber. Also oh, like a the bit of a scientist myself. Did. Yeah. You're right. And. Everyone just went crazy on, on that part, which was great. Granted, okay, they did it the aging for the villains, except for Jamie Foxx. And Sandman. And Lizard. Well, they didn't need to for those guys. It was their CGI. So they were taken before their deaths. Yeah. We have Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. who was not the aged, who looked great, by the way. He held up pretty well. Yeah, but they didn't de-age him. They didn't make him younger. I was like wondering, like, apparently, taken from different times. It doesn't mean that they necessarily died because Sandman never died. Correct, but... Doc Ock did. Green Goblin did. And Electro. They died, right? Yep. So it's kind of weird in that way. I don't care. I, I love it still. I just find it a little like, how are these guys still young while these others, the heroes, are older? It's just a little weird. That's all. So, uh, well, let's just continue from there. Like, Doctor Strange decides to task Spider-Man with the duty of... it's. He was the reason for wanting to do the spell. 
So he, he made, he's like, go Scooby-Doo this stuff. Right. And, and then they well, find and, and track. Jane. Oh, here with MJ, we get here what the J stands for. Not Mary Jane, not Michelle Jane, but Michelle Jones. And she's like, and just call me Jones. She's like, I don't want Watson. Right. We got that answer. Now, we said it before in the other reviews where this is different from what we know. And I'm jumping here because part of Aunt May. Okay. Yeah. We definitely jumped. his Uncle Ben. Yeah. And she says the same lines as Uncle Tuff said, with great power comes great responsibility. And that hurt. That, that was like, oh, she's, I was like, oh my God, that's. We were, we were first. We were excited. Yeah, that she said that that it was finally said out of the three movies. Then she drops. People were really, really crying in my theater. My eyes absolutely teared up. I was. Right. Well, we didn't want to see her go. No, we, we liked her. We liked this Aunt May, and to see her go like that, and I mean, I was surprised she got up. She got hit hard. Of course, like a lot of people, they get hit. Adrenaline. They get yeah. Up. yeah, from the adrenaline, they get up. They don't know they're hurt until it's too late. That was hard to, to watch. Give Tom Holland his credit, too. Like, in hard scenes like that, like in Infinity War, like when he's breaking down, and, and, and then also in Far From Home, those emotional scenes, he actually does a very good job of pulling out emotion over uh on may and it was kind of touching for me too because i was able to relate in the way he was saying like i'm i'm sorry things of that nature because it, it reminded me of yeah i can understand when i um had to put my dogs down and so so i was saying sorry to them and so i can relate in that sense how it hurts and you know you blame yourself well, his situation is a little different. He put her in, in line of fire where mm -hmm. you know, my dogs, our dogs were terminally ill. Um, but anyway, uh, that's how I, I connected on that scene. To go back to the villains that came in, we have Electro, we have Sam, and we have the Lizard, Doc Ock. Goblin. I was hoping for a six. And that was the, the thing. Sinister. Everybody thought there was going to be a six. Right, the Senator Six. So I was hoping, or not hoping, or thinking the Vulture. Another Mysterio. Or Venom. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, which is fine. This could be the Fearful Five. There was a group or called Rhino, the Frightful or, Five. Or Rhino would have made it a nice appearance, even though he was mentioned, I think. He, yes, he well, was he mentioned. was mentioned, and his silhouette was in the end scene. Yes, it was. The, the cartoon or comic book version yeah. I saw. Not the robot silhouette. version. And there was other ones. I was like, I, they were so fast, I couldn't really can tell i saw one with that like a spear oh maybe yeah. that was craven could be that could have been craven yes that could have been craven but that's that's for an advance honestly where we left off okay so the aunt may thing we skipped ahead because that was uh, yeah. we were already like about maybe 30 minutes in at before aunt may the they didn't even get yeah. to show electro at that point and and then when they introduced right. electro his intro well we have a double yeah it was a two for electro and sandman i mean the talent in this film, the acting, the, the, the writing, the setup. I don't know. It was, it was the perfect end of a trilogy. Yeah. If this could be no more, I'll be happy. I'll be content. The way they build it up and the way they ended it with this third film, I'll be set. Grant, I will welcome another. I think they signed a contract for another three. Holy crap. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> At least Tom Holland can't help did. but see the parallel or the comparison to... Into the Spider Verse, the end credits, the uh, the magic number, uh, like when they're doing the uh, the drawings and the end credits and the geography, and you see the uh, the uh, the oh. cartoons. And the entire time I was watching that, I'm like, yo, this is just like Into the Spider Verse. But what I'm talking about, like how, like say, 
the dynamic. You have Andrew Garfield's character. Oh, yeah, similar, I see what you're talking about. Similar yeah. to the Peter, uh, the one with the sweats. If you and, took those two Peter Parkers, merged them into one, Toby and Andrew Garfield, that's the Peter Parker and sweats into the Spider-Verse. Toby Maguire was like, as Andrew Garfield described, dressed like a really cool pastor dad. Andrew Garfield, constantly dressed as Spider-Man, he's snarky, but he, right. he also he says he's like... When he had the, I'm sorry, when he had the lab coat on and he saw the Spider-Man, that's what I was thinking of into the Spider-Verse because the guy mm -hmm. had the spider suit out and he had the, the trench coat over and the sweats and I was, <laughs> that's what I felt. But how funny when they're all together at the Statue of Liberty and they're comparing. He's like, oh, man, I, I just fought a, medical, a mechanical rhino. Toby and I was like, you, but you've been amazing. Well, you've done so amazing. You're amazing. I was like, wow, they're just calling him the amazing spider. Yeah, and, and, the guy's like, and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I know. The audience was hysterical on that part. And they're talking about the spider webs. And he goes, is it just come out from your wrists does it come out from anywhere else he's like I, i'm starting to feel uncomfortable talking about this i don't know it's like it's like i, I fought an alien and but it's kind of like this black goo i was like oh my alien was purple yeah we're okay we're, we're going all over the place again but again it was sandman and electro coming up that was awesome yes because it was a marvel team up it was a marvel team up with sandman and spider-man going after and trying to stop electro which was great because when electro was taken down we see him initially just like he was in Amazing Spider-Man in white and blue. And just coming up from energy. And they kind of explain and, it great, in, like how he goes to from that to our Jamie Foxx. I do have a little thing. I, I didn't really like how Jamie Foxx... He didn't like, talk the same way. Great stuff, though. I mean, granted, he has some great comic timing in that. When they stop him, he's naked. Really, We're just going to act like I'm not naked right here? And so <laughs> I was like, that was called it. And then they moved on. When I mean, they first I, introduced Andrew Garfield in Ned's house, he's like, I'm Spider-Man. Prove it. I don't have ID on me. And she goes, crawl on the wall. And no, she throws the bread. He's like, yeah, I got spider sense, but it doesn't work with bread. <laughs> yeah. At first, I thought that Ned pulled him from another universe, but it wasn't. That he mm -hmm. was just there trying to figure things out. Yeah. Because we find out when Toby, Spider-Man, is pulled through, he says, oh, I know who you are. I've been following you. And so they've been there. They just were one new, where the other one was still like trying to figure it out. So it was like they're coming in at different points, different times, like into the Spider-Verse. It doesn't mean they all came in at the same time. No, but the thing is, they've been in on that planet. Yeah. For a while. One was like in the shadows following where the other one was like lost in the city. No, I, I kind of got that. Like one just stayed and like, that's why he looked like a pastor dad. It was a good dynamic. He's like, can you get those spider, like uh, those cobwebs from the corner? We are jumping all over the place, but I'm not, I'm, I'm okay with this. Okay. Let's Ooh. just talk about this. There's some great moments. Yes. And great action sequences you have where he's fighting Dr. Strange. Yes. He literally and fights almost everybody. The part where he's out of his body, but the spider, but the, the spider, spider sense is so, reacting. Is that what it was? Was that? I, I'm gonna I'm gense? gonna I'm gonna say it's a spider sense. There's nothing else that makes sense as to it because his arms were doing different things while uh, his body was reacting against what it perceived was Doctor Strange being a threat. So to me, that's oh, the spider sense. It's a natural and, instinct. And that scene also reminded me of is a callback, obviously, to What If and into the Spider Verse. Oh so yes, wearing the cape. Yes, yes. Oh yes. And I saw that. I was like, oh. Okay. He did look like yeah. that in, the, in in what if absolutely right. see it also in the into the Spider Verse in costume chambers. Agreed. Let's so break this down uh, like uh, how we normally do. Let's talk about the action. We've talked about scenes and pretty much 
we've talked about mostly every scene that we enjoyed. We just didn't highlight what's our favorite yet. But let's talk about the action. Because for a long movie, I think they paced out where they introduced the action and how long the action extremely well. I know usually you like to clock in how much action is in a film. I couldn't do that in here. <laughs> yes, you're right. They had some good amount. They had some some action in the beginning when they're trying to escape. The next action was with Doc Ock and then with Sandman and Electro. And uh, then it was uh, Doctor Strange. That was all a callback to Doctor Strange's movie. And I just, you know, of course, I just can't help but think of Inception. Uh, it was that. pretty much like that. Yeah. It was visually stunning. It still oh, yeah. holds up. I enjoyed that little ride of action right there. Mm -hmm. And then you have the fight with... It, when the villains turn back to being villains. Let's start with the Green Goblin. When you could tell his spider sense kicks yep. in. But that felt like, to me, the car moment in Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it got... It, all of a sudden, he's like, he's like, we can do this. We can... And he gets right. serious. And, and everybody's like, why are you looking at me like that? And he just looks at uh, Osborne. And, and that's when you realize Osborne switched turned on and then you see with a thing with because jamie fox liked his powers he didn't want to change and he felt that that was going his way because mm -hmm. he had a brother in arms if you will with joining with osborne or, or goblin actually mm -hmm. and that was a insane fight scene everyone is is after peter correct except for sandman and octavius at that time well sandman sandman was in it he bailed out. He was it really bailing out? Yeah, when uh, like when Doc Ock was sh uh, shot out through the window and Electro was escaping, Sandman escaped at the same time. He didn't fight Spider-Man. It, it was like, Lizard. It looked like they were and... together. It looked like they were working together on that one. Potentially. And it was more like Lizard helped out Norman a couple times. Right. But in all honesty, that watching that fight. The, stair, down, the fight scene, the slamming. the Yo, Norman's doors. Osborne character was hitting harder than the first Spider-Man. He looked right. like he was wrecking him, right. and it was great. It was more of a brawl fight in the first Spider-Man mm -hmm. movie, where in this one, there was actually some techniques. Like, you see Tom Holland on, on top of him with his knees, and he's, like, doing elbow drop, and he's just taking him. He's taking him and, and laughing. There, there weren't elbows, but there were punches, but yeah. He no, he did both. He was punching him, okay. and that's where he was laughing, and then when okay. uh, he switched to elbows, that's when he slammed him through the floor for the first time. And then he slammed him through the floor many other times. That's what led to the Aunt May scene. After that, then there was the big climactic scene. Yes, with the three spiders. Yeah. And when they landed on the crown mm -hmm. all together. Everybody in my theater cheered. Oh, they went crazy. It was That reminded me also of Into the Spider-Verse, where all the spiders worked together. When mm -hmm. Morales and Peter all worked together to help take down the kingpin and destroy the machine it was kind of like the same thing and they start learning. i mean honestly they all cheered when in ned's house as soon as they saw andrew garfield run through the portal and then they saw oh, toby yeah. everybody was cheering just on that alone it oh, it yeah. felt like the uh captain america picking up thor's hammer moment every time there was a moment like that people were like oh my god okay for me that moment was when andrew spider-man saved MJ. Yes. Yes. That was that was the, And then he starts the crying. Yes. And I got almost, that. Everyone knew where that was coming from. It was like his redemption mm -hmm. in a way. And he felt for him when he said no and he he goes for her. You know why he's saying no. You know why he is so adamant in, in saving her. He just couldn't see that happen again. And then he well, this was the going to Star Wars, Han Solo, Obi-Wan, the Klingon moment is when toby's spider-man gets stabbed in the back yeah granted he lived 
He's like, I've been stabbed. No before. one knew at the time. Yeah, he said, I, I've been stabbed plenty of times before. Still, it was that that moment, like, no. Mm -hmm. This is what's so good about this movie. This is why it's so damn good. Is because it grabs you by the shirt, pulls you forward. And, and and forces you to follow that ride but it's not really a force because you're a willing you're a willing participant follow. yeah in your faith it tugs at your heart it plays with your emotions it tickles your funny bone i would dare say like you don't need to watch the toby and andrew garfield films to appreciate this film it was no you very don't, well but you, done but like if you know that toby did those films and if you know that andrew did those films you would enjoy like that this. but if you never saw right. those films and you didn't know who they were that's fine that you just know well, that they're new Spider-Man. Same thing with uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Exactly. No one really knows about Spider-Gwen. They don't know Spider-Ham. They don't know Spider-Man Noir. We did. Well, we yeah, did. the hardcore fans do. But for anyone else, or the, oh, the Asian Spider-Girl, yeah. 2099 Spider-Man at the end. But you understand. You you feel for them. You know where they're coming from. And, and that's what they did well here. I mean, granted, it'll be nice if you watch the films, then you get a better understanding of the characters. You better get better understanding with their history it makes a little more sense when you watch this film but True. yeah you don't need to and i was hoping for the amazing spider-man costume the first one well that costume is very similar but it's not uh, yeah that i like the original amazing spider-man i did it looked, it looked very organic mm -hmm. it looked very original and i was hoping that he'll come in that outfit and i was i couldn't really tell on toby's spider if the back was as the original one, because the back one was the more like the round spider with the legs. Oh, I didn't look at his back. When Tom Spider-Man was beaten down on Osborne, I couldn't help but think of Bruce Lee in The Big Boss, where he's just beating down the villain. Uh. And he's just beating him down, just beating him down. That's at the end. And I was just going to... Wow. That. Yeah, I know. As a, for me, it's a deep cut on that part. I'm trying to kill him, obviously, for obvious reasons. And but now you say that, all I'm having is like the... Doo -doo 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 -doo. You know, this theme like, in the back of my mind. Man, that's going to mess me up tonight. But here's the challenge. I'm trying to think of a bad scene. I'm not saying the movie's perfect. As yeah, of right now, this has got 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. Granted, time may change that, but mm -hmm. damn, it's close. <laughs> the stuff with Flash Thompson was funny. Oh, that one. And here's the thing about Flash. There are highlights. That kind of suits his character. There's more blonde than highlights, which calls back to the comic book where he's a blonde. But I, I would so, say, unless they start changing his character to where he's you know, like, I'm going to enlist the military and stuff like that. I like the Agent Venom Flash. So far, the way they've been portraying Flash, I'm like, I don't know well, if I'll may, ever get Agent may, Venom. We may have that. This is true because credit. of the end credit. Okay, that was a fun end credit scene, It's but I feel like it was underutilized. They brought in Venom, and he was not utilized. I thought when the ripples were happening, Doctor Strange had to try to fix it. I immediately thought of Loki on the last episode, where he who remains freaks out. I have an answer for that. The second, the end credit for Let There Be Carnage happened when Peter wanted to have people's minds wiped and then all messed up and he created all those people to come in exactly and then dr strange fixes it takes him right back to his own reality mm -hmm. so that's what we saw i think it was a tease for us hey, it was 100 percent tease we thought we were gonna get tom hardy venom in the mcu they're only there on vacation literally but we do get a, a remainder of venom left there true so venom 
is in the MCU. Oh yeah, no, that I, not, I understand not, that. Well, he is officially, but not Eddie Brock in Venom. It'll be a new Venom. Maybe it will be Agent Venom. So here's my theory as to how I think this ties in with Loki. So when he sends everybody back and he's like, okay, we're going to redo the spell and then this will allow us to send everybody back, right? And they're going to go back to where we took them and where we, uh, and so it's almost like they never left. But mm -hmm. it's not like they're going back unchanged. And what we learn in Loki is uh, one change from your timeline can just di be enough to divert it. and. He sends back, I would say, seven different guys. You see, when they start splitting, I got to rewatch. Now, granted, everybody, we have not had a chance. We're doing this uh, recording right after I got done watching Spider-Man. Now I Me feel too. like I, I'm going to have, yeah, we, we were only a half hour difference. But now I got to watch Loki, the last end credit uh, scene of Loki, when the, it starts splitting up the timeline. I want to see how many threads are diverging from the line because if it starts with oh, way, seven way too many it's more than seven because yeah. i i saw seven i, I want to say if it was seven and then it splits from there and goes into uh other ones i'm like that's perfect that works out perfect well you, you can take a gander if you want but we got that on the first credit the second credit that's more of a trailer cool. exactly it was a trailer but it also tied in what if, if that is not the same the strange shot, that is definitely that strange that's where i got it from when he was telling peter that these guys have to die because it's their destiny mm -hmm. it took me back to that what if episode where he's trying to save his fiance his girl and she kept dying because he just couldn't change it. So it kind of felt like he had this experience. He tried it. So he knows that it can't be done. Even though he saved these people, they're going to die anyway in the real world. Yeah, when they get back to their reality. That's where he was coming from. Mm -hmm. For that, when they saw Wanda, they cheered. And they, yeah. and they saw... The Shumagorath, uh, the, yes. the tentacle guy. Yes. I was like, I was yeah, like another, they, they are doing Shumagorath. I'm like, oh my god. It's getting good again. I'm sorry. Shang-Chi was entertaining and Black Widow was entertaining, but this but was it did fire. Not, right. Because it didn't really, it didn't feel like it was moving forward. It was like his own thing, Shang-Chi mm -hmm. and Black Widow, where here it kept that story going. It kept the MCU timeline going, mm -hmm. not including the shows. The ending. It reminded me of Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man. Right? Or what? No, Spider-Man 2 was the one where he walked away from Mary Jane. No, it was the first one. That was the first one where he walked away from Mary Jane? Yes, because he kissed her. Uh -huh. And when they walked away, she realized Spider-Man and Peter is the same. Uh, so it kind of reminded me of that because it, like in the first one, he felt like he couldn't live the two lives together. And then that's where he's like, he, he decided to go on his own path away from her. You sure it wasn't um, too? I'm pretty sure. Okay. So he doesn't keep the technology, almost like he reinvents himself. He can't keep the technology. Anyone or anything that remembered Peter Parker was clean swipe. So like all that Peter Parker history with him and Tony Stark, no longer. The machines that would have been coded for his access and his authority no longer have that. And he's no longer under Aunt May's name. So he's like, I'm dirt poor. I have no oh, home to mean, go to. He's still a Parker, but he's not, and he's related to Aunt May biologically, but the spell makes sure that no one in the world knows that he's who he is as Peter Parker, financial records and everything like that. He was Ben Riley. 
Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. See, it would have been cool though if his costume was like Ben Riley's. It might but turn no, into we, that. No, but we saw we saw like a freaking shiny spandex version. Yeah, he kind of went more traditional look, a little bit more he shiny did, yes, spandex. He, he went into the others. Yeah, which was still kind of cool. Well, yeah, but it was like Superman blue. I don't need to hide but in no, the shadows. Uh, so I think that's why he did like they, it was a callback to honor um, his time with them, and he made that suit. Which was great, and it, re- it did remind me of the end of every Spider-Man film before, where they just they're going through, they're running through the the tops of the, the rooftops, they're swinging across the city. So it kind of reminded me of that. It was kind of a cool take on that apartment he went into. It reminded me of the Tobey Maguire apartment. I agree even with that. Exactly, I got that vibe too. It wasn't exactly the same. I was like, ooh, okay, I see what that's like. When you see him put down the stuff, you see the the book for studying for the GED is because of the whole situation, all his school records and everything. He has to like redo it oh that's right you're right yeah okay i'm gonna ask this question before we go to our rating of the live action spider films and i know the hype is in this one where would you put this as far as your enjoyment level in comparison to the other spider films like if you had to say like this is my top three i'm saying all nine oh no all eight you know what all nine. I'm going to include Into the Spider-Verse. I'm going to include that. Oh, come on, man. You could too, You don't have to say it's your number one, two, three. You could just say, like, my top three. I'm not going to say which one's number one or anything like that. Then you say, I would just watch this right now. I can always watch Into the Spider-Verse. I, I don't disagree with that. That's that's a solid film. I can watch this again multiple times. And the first Tobey Maguire one. Mm, okay. You're yeah. processing that. <laughs> No. You're wondering uh, if you should take back one of those. Things. No, 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 no. It's, I mean, I, I, always, I, w- I was thinking you might say uh, Spider-Man 2 yeah, with Doc Ock. Yeah, but no. So the very, very first one with Green Goblin. Okay. Yeah, well, the reason we mean because you, you see him, he get his powers and the way he got his powers was kind of on point. His relationship with his uncle and with his aunt. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, save for the spider webs out the arm. Uh, it was pretty on point. Well, it, to me, it makes sense. If you can climb... And you have the strength of a spider and all that stuff. It kind of makes sense. But then, you know, they had the, the Aunt May. She was like the comics. Mm-hmm. Old, the, with the, the ponytail. You had the school nerd. There was the photographer and then worked for the Daily Bugle. Because we don't see that in Amazing Spider-Man. We don't see that with the, the Daily Bugle part. We don't see that here as well. It's a different type of history. You have the great performance of the Green Goblin. Willem Dafoe, you have like the Spider Man. That Spider Man was like Superman, where you thought you believed a man could fly. Mm -hmm. Where here you thought that Spider Man could actually exist in the world. That's what I liked about that Spider Man. Into the Spider Verse, it was great about that. For one, is animation. Two, they brought into multi universe. Three, it wasn't your typical Spider Man. True, it wasn't the Peter Parker. They weren't rehashing that. He wasn't the star or the vehicle of that story. Here on No Way Home, it felt to me how I feel with Iron Man. Ooh, yeah. It has that richness. It had that tone of... It was unique, yet not unique. Right. Like how Robert Downey captured Tony Stark and the beats of that movie of the accuracy to the costumes to the feel of Tony Stark and Iron Man with Ironmonger and Rhodey, the playboy aspect. I mean, they, they got 99% right. Here, they did that as well. You see stuff like the cameos, the Easter eggs, the just like you would with Iron Man. I can watch Iron Man several times, 100 times. I own it, and this film will do the same thing. So those are my three. And you? I'm torn between Spider-Man 2 and The Amazing Spider-Man. Because uh, I liked Amazing Spider-Man 
kind of for the same reasons. The dynamic between, between him and Gwen Stacy. I thought he was a little bit more quippy. And I thought he would, uh, was a better Spider-Man persona. Not as much as a Peter Parker persona. And for me, that's the persona I go with. So I kind of dug the first Amazing Spider-Man. And I was torn between Spider-Man 2 because that was fantastic with Doc Ock. He carried the film. Was more grounded than the first one. Because the first one was kind of campy at times. The Green Goblin. And uh, like... They just made it more epic. So I'm going to I'm gonna revise that after I say my other two. So Into the Spider-Verse, 100%. That's on my list. And this one is on my list because it overall is a solid film. If I have to call it between those first two, I am going to go with Spider-Man 2. It's all good. Nothing against Andrew Garfield. I love his portrayal of Spider-Man and I stand by it. But overall, it's a film. Doc Ock, uh... He, he pushed it through. He had a better villain, and that gave a better dy- a dynamic of a story. Right. So that's why I would say that it was a better one. But these other two films, yeah. Even if I was to watch this as my first film of Tom Holland, technically wouldn't have needed to see Spider-Man 1 and 2, Homecoming and Far From Home, to grasp everything. If I just have a general idea of who Spider-Man is. This is like the live action into the Spider-Verse. So they're both really good films. I am going to put my rating on this as ready for purchase. I think that's my first one I said as ready for purchase. So like as soon as this thing hits on uh, Blu-ray, I'm buying this bad boy, adding it to my collection. I'm not going to be qualm about like, oh, I I need to wait until maybe it drops down to $20 or anything. No, 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 no. 30 bucks, I'm down. I may wait for clearance. You're going to wait for clearance? <laughs> yeah, if it comes out, like, say, Black Friday, I'll, I'll get it. That's what I did with the others. Mm, that's true, you did. This is definitely worth owning on 4K. Oh, yeah, 4K. I'll be honest, I'll probably get it on digital. No, but yeah, if I can get it, like, easier. 4K with the digital, I'm going to do that. Right. That's it. That's our ratings. This is a good... This is... No. This is a freaking great film. Yes. It hit on so many great points. It gave us so much more. It just you got the for ups, me, like the okay, downs, yeah, the rounds. Like I would like to see a separate film with Andrew and Toby together. That would be interesting. Their dynamic, their chemistry was pretty damn good. All three of them together was pretty good. But Andrew and no, uh, right. and Toby did have a very good dynamic. Like the end part when you mentioned he got stabbed, he's go, "You're in complete pain, aren't you?" He's like, "Oh yeah." And when they freaked out when he showed them how he shoots his web his face was like oh my god i was like oh ooh!" he was like, like ooh. and then he, he hits him in the face with it he's like oh gross <laughs> oh man i definitely want to see this again in the theater mm-hmm. during the day on imax oh, this would be great on imax i wanted to see it but it was sold out there you go that's our ratings if they did decide to do no more i'm okay with that yeah it became full circle first one is about embracing who he is not the technology second one was acceptance of not so much who he is but his purpose that he is a spider-man whether he tries to go elsewhere or anywhere else and the third one was about responsibility yeah 100 percent. it's responsibility and the um the burden that comes with great power Mm -hmm. and they show that tenfold all right guys if you've seen it already please comment below let us know what you think about it did you love it did you hate it what was your favorite scene what was your favorite moment also make sure you hit the subscribe button and also hit that like button until next time we'll be the next time i am angel i'm adon love you bro love you